when a Mark IV Supra JDM was like 20 grand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> less, less, than that. Japan, less, less than that. Less than that. <laughs> I think we saw two Testarossas, 35,000 US. <gasps> You're lying. I'm not lying. What? Diablo SV. 60 what? grand. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh and then at the time that I bought my 2.516, there was an Evo 2 for 55 US. Yeah. Now it's Wait, like 350 what? US. Yeah. So immediately I call my friend, the exotic car dealer guy. I'm like, hey, should I buy this car? He's like, no, nah, nobody oh, wants it. And uh, cup cars, Carrera cup cars. He's yeah. like, nobody wants that stuff, man. And it's ride so harsh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, don't do it. Because I'm like, hey, I can get this C2 for 20 grand. He's like, no, nope, nobody wants that stuff. <laughs> So it probably cost me like a half a million dollars. Oh, no, yeah. easily. Welcome to another episode of Modify with Trick Factory Customs. If this is your first time watching, we're a custom automotive shop based here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And uh, we just talk about car modifications because we built some really cool cars. And uh, today we have a special guest. We were going to do all the introductions. <laughs> so with that said, my name is Elvis. I'm Rob. Tim. Charlie. Awesome. And uh, on this episode, I think it's going to be interesting because we are going to be talking all about JDM imports or JDM importers, how to import JDM cars. Every It's going to be just one big, amazing topic because... Charles is the OG JDM importer. <laughs> he's had some experience, yeah. So he's the one that introduced me to it and mm -hmm. actually got a couple of cars for me and started off the whole Evo Evo thing. Oh. That's where it all came from. So he got me my first 2.516. No way. And then after that, the G-Wagon, I believe. Yeah, yeah the G-Wagon. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh pre-merger AMG. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. goodness. You got, you got the little 911 SC for me back yep, in the day. Yeah, back in the day. No. Oh, that's yeah. pretty that, awesome. The mystery Porsche. Yeah, <laughs> the mystery Porsche, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to dive more into that. Uh, but before we get uh, started in this episode, let's just go over and just uh, let's know how our weeks have been. So who wants to begin I've had a glorious week. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been really good. Uh, kind of the same as last time we were talking. I'm kind of all over the place, but we're still on development of a few things. I've been working on the, the, the 190E development program thing that we're doing, nice. um, as well as working with Tim and our renderers for a couple of the other projects that we're working on right now. And I saw this your, your design for the Skylark, uh, what's it called, Fenders? Fender vents, yeah. Ooh, oh, the Fender the vents. Fender oh, vents, yeah. It looked so good. I mean, that's part of that's a big part of what building a car is about, right? So, mm -hmm. coming up with all your little wild ideas, and I've been using Sketchbook. I think we talked about this. A little yeah, bit with before. your iPad. And yeah, just sort of working on a couple of different variations of that. And if you're not sure what we're talking about, uh, we're building a 1500 horsepower fully custom Skylark pretty much from the ground up. And if you want to see more info, if you haven't watched our YouTube channel, you can check it out at Trick Factory Customs. And if you haven't, if you're still not sure about the fender vents, because we posted a poll, I think, mm -hmm. on uh, this past week on what options we should go with with fender vent designs. And so, yeah. I actually like to know where we're at with that poll because option A. Yeah, the more option aggressive, a one, more aggressive one. one. Yeah. Oh, the subtle. much bigger one. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I prefer that too. I'm a, I'm a subtle kind of guy. I like option B, I guess it is this much smaller one, but hey. Nah, go that's, big or go home. That one's too relatable to OEM. And I think that's pretty much everybody's critique is you can reference it to a BMW and Aston Martin. Yep. Like it's yeah. Everybody. Well, I mean, and yeah, deep down inside my core of automotive, automotive love, that's that's Hang what on. I love the most. So, And uh, with that said, what have you been up to? Basically, 
from that point, I go back and forth with the renders and then we make it into a makeable part. So yeah. now the next phase is having it actually digitally rendered, cleaned up, and then turned. Then we 3D scan the car. Yep. So then they use that point, and then we'll get that turned into a CAD file. Then we can 3D print it. Customer can see it in real life, sign off on it. Then we take it one step further. We turn that into a mold, and then we pull the carbon part. Wow. So yeah. there's a lot of layers into it. So, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's any faster. If anything, it's longer. It's just the finished product is more... OEM quality, I'd call yep. it. What are you working on right now, Charlie? Okay, uh, hang on a second. Thing. We got to make sure we're not throwing them under the bus. Does other people know you bought this car already? Oh, yes, yeah, that's they, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've told the family. Yeah. It's leaked out it, that the, evolved, the, the evolution of ownership went from you to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I bought it for Tim, but actually it was bought it for me. But anyways, yeah, I got, uh, what am I, I'm doing the uh, 190E uh, stock, but it's a 2.6 liter one. So I like the six cylinder one. And um, it's only got 78,000 kilometers on it. So it's no clean. way. Yeah, what what year? 89. Oh, my god! So that's, that's the reason, reason I bought it, because I had a low case, a good survivor car, and it's pretty clean. It's been sitting for a number of years underground parking, so getting it running and getting it going is, is the challenge. And but, you got it for pre-Evil Evo pricing. Oh, yeah. my yeah, God. Yeah. It's funny because I was just... I was actually looking at that same car. I, if it's the same one I'm thinking yeah. of on Facebook Marketplace, yeah. I saw that thing and I was like, oh, I was, in a, I was not in the market for that car specifically, but I was so close. Like Spencer yeah. was giving me the bad ideas. And I was like, just just buy it. Just, <laughs> just do it. No, I, just do it. I saw it. I, I've, been, I've been watching the market. You know, I'm always eyeballing stuff and looking for yeah. a deal. But uh, yeah, this one here, because of the fact that the condition of it's in and, and the low case, verified um so i thought for the for what i paid for i thought yeah this is something to jump on does it sure. run and drive though not yet oh okay <laughs> that hence the cheap price okay was it a ran when parked no it, it supposedly yeah oh, okay but that was 14 uh, no 2014 what eight years ago oh that was the last time i was registered yeah oh wow i i, I bought the plate says 2014 have decals on it says 2014 on it so. so i got that and then the other project i'm trying to clean up on is a uh, 89 BMW E34. Ooh. Right. So that's another little. That's cool. Another clean up card I got to do. Uh, on it, it said Bimmer Sports on it. So basically okay. what it has, it has a Recaro interior. I love that. That is but so cool. not just the Recaro seats in the front, mm -hmm. but Recaro in the rear. <laughs> so it's, like, it's totally Recaro power seats and the whole thing and the thing, the interior is mint on it. Nobody <laughs> knows how many cars he actually has. Yeah. <laughs> And it just spread around. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they're in storage and different parking facilities. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't reveal those things <laughs> yeah, to us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, you don't, don't need to know. No. I can tell you, but I have to kill you. <laughs> and then uh, for me, we've been working on the Lambo, the the Lambo Tahoe body swap thing mm -hmm. that we're building. If Project you don't know what we're talking Euro about, hole. yes, the, yeah. the <laughs> check Lambo out our YouTube channel. Hole. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a hole. Yes. It's crazy that this project, how ridiculous it is, how popular it is. I know. Like, there's almost no hate on it whatsoever. Yeah. It's probably the most ridiculous thing we've ever done. <laughs> Where we'll build crazy stuff, and it's like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? This one hasn't been like that. No, it's been wild. awesome. People are excited to actually see it, so it's pretty fun. Yes. Yeah, it sure is, it sure is inspiring for us. I mean, it gets us fired up. I think, I think there's going to be hate to be coming yet. Nah. There's going to be some hate. There's nothing to hate on. No, oh, because yeah. even the Lambo itself is an Audi underneath. So yeah. I guess they body swapped it from the beginning. 
False <laughs> <laughs> advertising. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're excited for that. Uh, and so with that said, we're just going to dive right into the main topic of conversation, which is JDM imports. If you do not know what a JDM car is, it's pretty much JDM stands for Japanese domestic market. And so these are cars that were made specifically for Japan or in Japan. And technically, even if someone buys a Japanese car that sold that was sold in Canada, it's technically not a JDM car because it wasn't made for the Japanese domestic market. Yeah, so there's a lot of yes. little subtle differences. Yeah. Yeah. The JDM stuff is like, it's basically right-hand drive. Yes. Right? But there's so. like a JDM market only stuff. True. Yeah, or says, you know, <laughs> 80s, BMWs. Yeah. yeah, wasn't the left-hand drive cars in Japan, that's kind of like a status symbol kind of thing there, wasn't when, it? Yeah, when when the earlier models of stuff like AMGs and, you know, your M3s or whatever, cars that are uh, uh, high-performance cars, the Japanese guys and Porsches and that, they felt that they had a left-hand drive car. It was more of a status thing because, of fact, it was more original to yeah. what the car was oh. as opposed to a right-hand drive Mercedes. Well, it's a German car that was... <laughs> yeah, but isn't it right-hand drive in Germany? No. No, I no, think it's left-hand drive. drive. Only place that's right-hand drive in Europe is England, the English. <laughs> <laughs> Only the English. That's funny. Oh, yeah, that's and right. When we're in Germany, we're on the right yeah, side of the so, road. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and the JDM stuff will be... Primarily in Japan, but they'll they'll export to to places like Australia, right? Yep. Hong Kong, right? It's right hand drive. Oh. Right. Singapore. You know, all the all the old British colonies, colonies. will be right hand drive. In, in 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 Africa, same thing. Yeah, Kenya right? is right hand drive. Right? I was mind blown when yeah. I went there. I was like, what? As soon as you cross a border in the other country, it's left hand drive. Yeah. So they switch them over. Right? It's <laughs> like they do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> We were driving, I was going from Hong Kong to China, and you, as soon as you cross the border, it's kind of, okay, we're going over here now. Like it's, you know? And then the guys are driving right-hand drive cars in, in China on the left-hand side of the, on the, no, on the right-hand side of the road. Then you have to have a, a spotter on your passenger guys to see what the traffic's coming. You can yeah, make it, so can I pass crazy. yet? You have to kind of look out, oh, okay, we're good. <laughs> Kind of reminds yeah. me of like one of those old slot car tracks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's interesting. I mentioned that too, because some of the roads are like one lane roads. And so if you want to pass someone slow, that's slow on the, and so you have to pretty much overtake. But if you're right-hand drive in a left-hand drive country, like you literally have to just look and pray. Yeah. Like have to like do like, huh, no, yeah. go back yeah, You in. need a spotter. You need somebody who can stick their head out there, yeah. you know. Especially if you're falling behind something like a, a, a truck or something, you can't, you have no vision. <laughs> you can't see. It's just like this, you know, all you see is the accent of a truck and yeah, okay, now am I going to go or not? Or you have to hang back. So we are in Canada and the import laws are from 15 years. Yeah. And yeah, you can import anything 15 years and older. Yeah. But in the States or America, you can only import things 25 years or older. Yeah. And so we get to have a lot of the fun stuff way before the Americans yeah. get them. Yeah. So I think that is my favorite thing since moving to Canada yeah. <laughs> yeah, is the import bracket. laws. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, you've been importing. How long have you even been importing cars for? Oh, God. Probably I started around 2010. Before it was cool. Yeah. yeah. I was doing it for when a, been quite a while. When a Mark IV Supra JDM was like 20 grand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> less, less, than, less, than less, less than that. Less than that. Oh, yeah. Like the, I, I watched the market of cars. Like, I mean, remember you know, years ago, we talked about Porsche 960, uh, 
964s and how cheap they yeah. were. I mean, oh, yeah. we should get them. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're kind of humming and hauling. I don't know. It's kind of still a lot of money. But then next thing you know, boom, the price went off the roof. Mm. Yeah. I guess we should have bought one. Kicking yeah. Ass now. Same with okay, the Ferrari. This happened like, <clears throat> yeah. Ferrari Testarossas. Yep. <laughs> I hit up my friend. I'm going to call him out. And I asked him, and he's like, no, no, don't do it. You're going to be sitting on those things. So I could have bought, I think we saw two Testarossas, 35000 <gasps> Yeah. You're lying. I'm not lying. What? Diablo SV. 60 what? grand. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh and then at the time that I bought my 2.516, there was an Evo 2 for 55 US. Yeah. Now it's wait, like 350 US. Uh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. A Diablo SV. For 60 grand. For 60 grand. So of course, immediately I call my friend, the exotic car dealer guy. I'm like, hey, should I buy this car? He's like, no, nah, nobody oh, wants it. And uh, cup cars, Carrera cup cars. He's yeah. like, nobody wants that stuff, man. And, it's ride so harsh, blah, 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 oh don't do it. Cause I'm gosh. like, hey, I can get this C2 for 20 grand. He's like, no, nope, nobody wants that. <laughs> so it probably cost me like a half a million dollars. Oh, no, <laughs> easily. Yeah. A Ferrari Testarossa for 35 grand? But yeah, at the time, time. they're like 75. Yeah. That's still 75 Canadian, huge like value. 35 US, yeah, but it's $15,000 service. And he's like, yeah, then you're gonna sit mm. on it cause you gotta bring yeah. the service up to date. You're gonna be sitting on it for six months. You're gonna make five, ten grand on it. I, like, I don't need that yeah. negativity in my life. Yeah. <laughs> now they're like a buck fifty, yeah. but they peaked at oh, like two fifty. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So, yeah. lots of missed opportunities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think we got Rob's nine eleven for like eight grand. Which one? The one you have now? No, no, no. Like back in the day, the like the one that SC? Charlie got for us was a, there was a nine eleven SC. But like we were talking right before the podcast, when when Tim and I first saw it. We're like, oh my god! Like, we need oh. to get this car because I thought it was supposed to be a nine thirty. Yeah, and we're like, okay, this car is gonna sell for this much. We thought it was this. We ended up winning the bid, and then it landed here for us. You know, yeah. all in at 12. twelve grand or something. Canadian. Wow! Yeah. Like so. What? Yeah. When yeah, it turns, it, turn, it turns out that it was a nine eleven SC. It wasn't a newer model. It was supposed one. to be like an eighty six. Ended up being a seventy nine. So oh. what we what we thought was like just like this unbelievable oh, no. deal yeah. turned out to just be a, a really good deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, so, anyways, I drove that car for a couple deal. years. Yeah. Yeah, I, I drove that car for a couple of years. It needed a a full restoration. Like mm -hmm. I mean, it it was a classic Porsche, so it yeah. leaked oil. It yeah. It needed everything. But the body, it, but the, it was actually a really the body was good on it. Painted with a paintbrush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. It it, it was horrible. And, and wow, and being the types of people that we are, like we can't leave well enough alone. And you see one thing, you're like, okay, it makes you investigate. Well, why is that like that? And then you look in, and you're like, oh god, this is gross too, and that needs to be touched. Every the whole car turned out to be requiring a, a full <laughs> restoration. Yeah. At that point in my life, I was like, I'm not ready for this kind of oh. commitment. I mean, it was, even at that time, it was probably an $80,000 yeah. restoration. I mean, of course, that's like a resto hot rod. Mm -hmm. But now looking know, at what those values of those cars are, they're through the roof. Yeah, but yeah, still, like yeah still, still not yeah. really that great. Because the 911 SC is a good car. I think it was probably Porsche's 911 that was like their, their first generation that was actually reliable and good. Oh, I see. Um, the SC Super Carrera was a, it was kind of a big deal for them at that time, but it was not great. Was it a G fifty tranny or no? no that was it a had nine one five. Oh, okay, okay. So it's still. I mean, it worked good, but it was it was old world. The nine thirty model that came right after that SC had significant upgrades to I it that made it like 
actually a good car. And then the 964 after that was even better. I mean, we could go on and on and on about Porsche. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, turns out we got a really good deal regardless. Yeah. It didn't and start out as a good deal. It turned into a good deal after further investigation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, after a couple of years, I drove it for a couple of years and I just wasn't in a position to give it the love it needed. So I passed it on to another guy. So the car imported to Canada from Japan. Mm -hmm. I think it was one of like maybe 310 cars imported in Japan in that year. Yep. And I think it was probably one of like it was the only because we, we did the only Apple thing. Green. Oh, Porsche. Apple Green. Apple Green. Yeah, seventy eighties. I don't right? think I've ever seen an it's Apple like Green. A, it's like it's a Viper super green. rare. Oh my it's gosh, rare. it's super rare. So when I discovered what that was on that car, I was like, I need to take it back to that color because that's. It was you basically know, it, almost in, in, acid green. That is cool. Yeah. I mean, Porsches, wow. Porsches and classic Porsches and stuff like that. If, if you, if you get like a, a rare color like that, yeah. it deserves to be that color. And I, I wasn't about that at that time. Cause I really, I was like all about like RWB yeah. and all that kind of stuff <laughs> at that time. I was like just enamored with that yeah. style. And that's what I really wanted to do. I'm like, no, I am not doing that to this car, yeah. to this car. And so I just passed it on and it went back to Germany. So wow. from Japan to Canada and back to Germany and for restoration. I'm hoping that's crazy. I'm hoping that the guy that bought it restored it back. Yeah, maybe the guy one that day. bought it from him forgot that he bought it. Really? <laughs> We're gonna call him a week later and be like, "Hey, are you gonna pick, up, come this up, car pick up your car?" And then he gave us more money to go drop it off and went straight in the yeah. container into Germany. He never what? even looked at it. That's funny. Wow. But that's that market, like that 911 market, was like super, super hot mm -hmm. at that time. Like. There's a, there's a there's a couple of guys locally here that are just absolutely focused in that market. Yeah, air cooled like, 911s. You will never find a good deal here. Wow. Because <laughs> those guys got them locked yeah. on lockdown. Yeah. yeah. And so, talk to us about importing cars from Japan. Like, just give us the spark notes uh, of like the steps. What? How does it start from? Give us from start to finish. Well, I guess the first thing you gotta do, you gotta find somebody you can trust, <laughs> because. <laughs> okay. You know, like uh, I, I deal with a broker in Japan. I've been dealing since day one. So I, him and I have had a relationship there going on, mm. you know, 10, 10 12 years, wow. 15, 13 years. And uh, he's gone from different companies, but I always followed with him, right? So once we establish a relationship, meaning somebody can trust that, uh, you know, we see something, you know, they, they have the ability to send somebody to the auctions, inspect the car, you know, translate the, you know, the reports because it's all in Japanese. Oh, so yeah. you able to get an idea what the, the condition of the cars are and stuff like that. And and then somebody that you actually going to send the money, they're actually going to buy the car and ship it to you, right? So once you establish that relationship, then from there, it's just a matter of finding, finding the cars, chasing the cars, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember <clears throat> a while back, my daughter, Lanny, Jim's wife, she really wanted a G-Wagon. They, they <laughs> had to have a G-Wagon, right? Like this, that, was, that was the car to have. So we looked around for G-Wagon just quite a few years ago. And then most of G-Wagons back then you can bring over were like uh, probably G320s or maybe a G500. 550s weren't around yet. So that's when you kind of looked the generation you look at. But what I stumbled across was a G36. Wow. Which is only about 500 built. So we ended up wow. bidding on that and successful bring a G36 over, right? And that... The car's still around. Yeah, we still mm -hmm. have it. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. But that we car. G-Wagon, I think that was 20. When was it? It was before G-Wagons were imported was, to Canada. 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, like, we had one of the first G-Wagons in town. I think there's one other G36 that another company had brought in. Yeah. Only 500 were made. Of that particular yeah, G36. Pre-merger. Yeah. AMG. Pre that is, so I'm it's guessing it's very sought after it's right now. It's just, just yeah. right in the cusp of the merger, it was a 96. So. Mm -hmm. Ours is a 99. Is it 99? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. cool. So it's like one of the last pre-merger yeah. AMGs made. And you can see how they did it, too. <laughs> like I think that's kind of part of the cool thing about pre-merger AMGs is like they put a bigger motor in it. They just cut stuff out of the way. <laughs> you look in there, it's like just a big saber saw yeah. chunk missing. Just oh, shoot. you can see the saw marks? Yeah. That's actually cool. That's so cool. Like, that's one of the things with the hammers, why it's called a hammers, because they like beat the fire with <laughs> a hammer. It's hammer marks on I actually did not know yeah. that's why it was called a hammer. That's what? One the, that's one of the things. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And and then like when the car is shit like what about shipping like is that well, usually the, hard or when, no when, no once once again you've, if you have a broker you find somebody there who you can trust and and basically once you put a bid on a car and you get it and they take care of the paperwork the deregister you have to deregister the car out of Japan and then okay. find a shipping company like I've done it both ways I've had cars come in a container and I've also put on what you call roll 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 on roll off the stipulation put on a roll roll the car has to run. They're not gonna, so they can drive not gonna it push off. it on. They oh, okay. have to, the car has to drive on and drive off, right? So, or otherwise, you've got to put them in a container. The, the first go round I did, I did containers. And we in, in a 40 foot container, you can stack four cars in there, right? And how they do it, they, they don't stack them on top of it. They kind of put them on an angle and they chain them up like this, like diagonal. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how they do it. <laughs> and then you got to find a what? guy, you got to find somebody here who can. Take them off the container. Wow! Right? So it's a bit of a process, but the roll roll is the easiest way to go. But once you have a relationship with a guy that you can trust and they can do it for you, then it's just basically rinse and rinse and repeat, just over and over again. So I've I've done this a, a few hundred times. Quite a few times, and we brought in some pretty interesting stuff. Like like I said, uh, I brought over the uh, two point five sixteen valve for Tim. Yep. Well, his was part of the fourth or fifth one that I brought over. Whoa. I've had other ones too. And 2.3s, mm. right? And that was before they were popular. Yeah, right? mm -hmm. prices of. And unfortunately, of most of the ones in Japan were auto boxes, right? Try, yeah. You couldn't find one that was a standard. I mean, basically, when you looked at auto box, auto box. So you, you buy them. Is yours auto? Yeah. It is, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I have all the manual stuff for it. Yeah. 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 Oh, and that's cool. Over, yeah. I've got all the things. It's just. Yeah, we jumped into the other one, so I got to go back to that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and the thing too about the Mercedes, if you want to convert it over, <clears throat> all the in the firewall, all your pedal cuts and everything, they're already there. Oh, okay. So, okay. The parts now just, that that dogleg five speed is worth almost as much as the car. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I guess they were mostly automatic, so yeah. a lot of people want them. The yeah. demand is there. Yeah. Wow. And then. There's this Facebook group I follow. It's called I Got Screwed by Shady JDM Importer. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and people document their, um, in, not amazing experiences, yeah. sad experiences with so many people that like import cars or even they think it's the car is going to turn out uh, one way, but then it turns out another way. Or they think, because I know there is a rating system in the auctions, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. like, how does that work and how does that make, like, yeah, how, do, how are you sure you're not getting a bad deal? Well, once again, you have to have a reliable source over mm -hmm. there that's going to confirm or deny whatever you're reading. Yeah, yeah. 
in Japan, there's a there's a different types of auctions. Um, the highest one there's called USS auction. Okay. They're the one that has the most inventory. Most guys go through there, and dealers when they sell an auction, they have to do disclosure. They have to say, okay, this is what's right or wrong on the card or something wrong on the call. And they have to say that, right? And the, the grading system, like, because in Canada, we can do 15 years or older. So majority of cars coming over, you know, the, the top grade is a five. You'll never find a five. You, If you do, you're paying big money. Top dollar. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be paying because it's probably some rare, you know, it could be a Ferrari four and a half, you know, grade or whatever. So most of the cars you're going to come over, come across a probably be a four or three and a half. And then they'll rate the interior, you know, A being perfect and, being trash and the interiors are somewhere between a b and a c and, and they're not stuff like but over in japan because of the heat you know like a lot of the cars cracks well not so much cracks your headliners start sagging oh okay i've had a number especially bmws you know they had that kind of kind of a i don't know what the hell the it was, glue. felty foam <laughs> yeah, yeah it just basically all fell apart so and the first thing i had to do when i came over here i had to redo the headliners right but there's stuff like that and and but Generally, of all the cars I brought over, I think of only maybe two or three times when I arrived there going, oh man, we just got a piece of crap, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you have to fix it. Like, I have So in that situation, what do you do? You fix it. Okay. But you know, when, you, when, I, when I, my, my approach in buying these cars was, was if uh, I can't pay top dollar for these cars because regardless of what the guy tells me, it's like Murphy's Law. There's, there's you guess always it, something got to be wrong. There's something always wrong. something wrong, right? Yeah. And so you have to be prepared to spend money when you get them here to give them to pass inspection, you know, and also to resell them. They have to be decent cars. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, guys ain't going to buy them. But I, I never did this as a business. This was just a pastime for me. It was a hobby, right? I didn't have a business shop. Mm -hmm. And most of the stuff, I, I would say probably almost half the stuff I brought in was for people I knew that was looking for something oh, specifically. Yep. And then I did that and then... And I'm, of course, I'm there always looking for something that of interest. And it comes, and I'll drive them for a little bit, and then I'll sell them. And uh, but, and then, at the time when I was buying the stuff, they were readily available. Now you're trying to find the same car, you can't get them. Like for instance, E30 wagons. Oh, right? see, there like, used to be deals to be had. Oh really? yeah, that's why you're watching it now. There's no deal. There's no really? deal. But I was buying E30 wagons, you know, 12 years ago, and. So, I, was, I wasn't paying a lot of money for them, and I brought in half a dozen of these suckers. So is the market like oversaturated now with people trying to buy them? No, it's, there's just not, there's no more inventory. Oh. Right? <laughs> yeah. They, I, I mean, there's only, only so many were available, yeah. and then now an E30 1990 wagon is a 30-year-old car. Yeah, that's true. Because like at the time that we were bringing Mercedes and stuff over, they were cutting skylines in half. <laughs> they didn't even bring the whole car over. They just cut wow. it off of the firewall because everybody only wanted RB26s. Oh, yeah. So they okay. didn't even ship the cars. Like there was container loads full of motors. Yeah. yeah. Now everybody wants skylines. Yeah. But back then they were almost worthless. You could get a skyline for like six, seven grand. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like a motor, a full drivetrain was like 4,500 bucks. Yeah. And instead yeah. of shipping the car because you're paying by weight, they would just cut them right off of the firewall. <laughs> yeah, fill the container. Right down, right get a whole container at the bottom of the emailer yeah. and they just give you the whole front end. Yeah. Whereas now it's go. like some kind of like, oh, it's JDM, so you're paying extra. Now. JDM tax, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas oh there, JDM was like nobody cared about it. They just wanted power plants. And so when you guys went to Japan, were there like classic old school jdm stuff they're like in the public roads like did you see a lot of them not really because you got to pay tax to drive them oh, wait what is 
And then there's a lot like of older other weird cars? things like your motor. If your motor gets a certain amount of kilometers on it, it has to be replaced. Not repaired, what? replaced. What? So you don't see a lot of it. Like when we went out to like Nagoya and stuff, you started seeing like that's like the outskirts. Yep. You started to see a little bit older stuff, but in the cities, you didn't see any. You actually didn't even see a lot of cars in general because the transit system there is so Oh, awesome. I see. It's so good. Not only that too, but if you're in, say, downtown, in heart of Tokyo, only thing, only cars you'll see in the heart of Tokyo is this little, little micro car. Yeah. Mm. Little K cars. Little, little K cars, 600cc cars, because first of all, it's really crowded. And mm -hmm. secondly, they don't want a lot of pollution in the city. Makes sense. And those things are only used commercially. The guys are only delivering stuff with them, right? But in, you know, basically that's the only time you see them. If you want to see, you know, JDM or Big Benz or whatever, you have to go out in the freeways mm. and they're all heading out yeah, and you pull up the like freeway oh, check stops, the and they look and make sure your car is worthy of going on the freeway. That's a turn thing. Around. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> so weird. We pull up to this check stop, and it's like, oh, they're just making sure you got like good tires and stuff. What? Yeah. That I mean, that's actually cool though. Like they have nice roads there though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like but, everything there is really well maintained. Yeah. In comparison to here, mm. you bring JDM wheels and stuff over here, you'll be lucky if you get a month out of them. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I mean, on a tinfoil, they're yeah. bent wobbling off like it's crazy mm -hmm. yeah no no the uh, j over over there like like you said older cars uh once they get a certain age in japan you have to register your car every two years and it's not cheap i mean you have to get them all tested mechanically and all this other stuff so so a lot of the stuff like unless they're uh the guys are collectors or they're or they're really high-end cars they don't stay there but anything like that's jdm like the, the run-of-the-mill you know domestic product I mean, that stuff just like it's cycled through a lot of that stuff gets put into a ship or a container and shipped and off just to, sent out it's shipped off Japan. to africa and all these different places that they don't, so much they don't sense. that's where you'll find a lot of the old free. stuff yeah it's oh. like you see like right hand drive civics here you're like why did you import that yeah, yeah. you'll get it for like a hundred bucks yeah it costs 1500 <laughs> to bring it yeah. over here so you're like oh okay i'm into this thing for 2k yeah but that's like previa vans all that stuff now is so that's shop. why there's so many of them here yeah because they're almost free they're cheap. Oh. They just you get to pay for shipping you get the car for a hundred bucks and then you got to pay for the shipping <laughs> it costs you 30 cost you 3500 bucks to get it here wow you know wow like right? and sell it for like 10 grand or something well, yeah now you're yeah. starting to see civic s size like right hand drive civic si's little things like that but you're like why would you do that mm -hmm. but then now of course the left hand drive one's like five grand six <laughs> grand so it makes sense again but yeah yeah well but you awesome. go there and you see a lot of like further out we saw a lot of american cars which was wild because they like like cars with their 300s and corvettes and they oh, love cool. american cars yeah <laughs> so a lot of cars go there but then they're old enough that it's like they get some special i don't even know what it is it's yeah. kind of like some kind of free trade, pass trade deal or something yeah. like that because you know? mm. where we went it was like we went out to this crazy body kit manufacturer and it's like the first car i saw was like a 64 impala and i was like what <laughs> 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 that was not what i was expecting to see just cruising yeah. down the street yeah. it was pretty wild though yeah but yeah in the city in tokyo we didn't see a lot of cars even in general like you could just walk no. maybe one a minute that's crazy there wasn't many cars out at all wow that's and awesome. parking garages are empty. Oh, yeah. And then talk, what about the, because I know in Japan, there's uh, like the garages that do the revolving thing. Like you park them and then they do like. You'll uh, see a lot of those. Shuffling. Like oh, actual, that's cool. Like concrete parking garages. Yeah. There's nobody in them. Oh, okay. Like, like they're empty. The, wow. That's why they throw all those meetups in them. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's why you'll find a lot of cars out Japan too are, uh, uh, because in Japan, 
you, it, it's it's quite hot there, especially in southern Japan and major. And also, there's a lot of acid rain there. Oh, because right? of the because industry and stuff like that, right? Yeah, it's probably better now, but you know, 10, 15 years ago. But so a lot of cars you come from Japan, you'll see a lot of the paint and that have a lot of issues. Oh, mm -hmm. I see. Right, especially when you see the peeling and the, always on the flat surfaces, right? Yep. Yeah. So that's because they they have no place apart, so they're all sitting outside, right? So that's what happens with all of those cars. You know, especially just, I would call like a, a, a stock Mercedes, a guy I want to buy or something like that. Not an AMG, but just a lot of guys bring a lot of stock stuff over, right? Especially like wagons and things right, that yeah. weren't readily available. And so they'll bring that stuff over. Uh, you know, a, a diesel Mercedes will come over here because they couldn't get the diesel ones here. Mm. So, but the thing though, then you know, you get the paint issues. I mean, I, there was a guy here, I looked at his, uh, he had a, a uh, a, a 210 wagon with a 4.3 liter V8 in it, which was, you know, and that was only available in Europe, yeah. but never brought over here. So I looked at it, it was a local car, and then the old guy had, and he thought he had the greatest thing. And I looked at, God, your paint's in really bad shape, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, well, then I said, this car must, this, and I knew this car had to be a Japanese car, because there's all these indicators. They had little, little light indicators right on the back of the fender, mm -hmm. right? That's where they usually mount them. Yep. And of course, there is Japanese writing in the engine compartment, little labels, and all the stickers everywhere. Right? <laughs> so one of the know. Japanese things that, like every Japanese car that was coming, had is full, full of electronics. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like yeah. all these different toll road things, cars yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, they yeah, yeah, say they yeah, say yeah. the voice. Yeah, yeah. The toll booth. It's thing. got yeah. all these toll booth yeah. things and TV screens and antennas and all this kind of wild stuff. Yeah, and yeah. He actually had what was it like an E three hundred convertible that never came here. Mm -hmm. And when you got in, it spoke Japanese. And, like, <laughs> handed you the seatbelt, like the little seatbelt. Yeah, thing. delivers yeah. the yeah. yeah. seatbelt to you. you. Japanese. I was like, that's so awesome. So cool. And so if you guys could. If the money was no object and you could import any JDM car right now, regardless of the decade, it can be 50 years old, what would you guys import? Oh. Mm. Wow. Nothing. Nothing? Yeah. I'm not into JDM cars. Yeah. What? Pretty much any car that I want, you can buy in North America. Yeah. <sighs> so there's really no advantage. Like at the time when we started, wow. there's an actual monetary advantage yeah. to buying that stuff. Whereas now there's not everything's so inflated and overpriced. Like if I was going to pay a quarter of a mil for something, there's too many cars here. I'd so you you don't like like classic like seventies like Hakosuka? Uh, no. 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 When I was doing, I like, yeah. When Thank I, you, Rob. Yeah. Thank I you. Mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't. You couldn't one. find one of those anyways. But but when I was doing most of my importation there, I focused more on left-hand drive European cars because a lot of the other guys that were doing the JDM, they were looking after, they're looking for like Supras and stuff. And I go, mm -hmm. nah, I'm more interested in, you know, the limited production, you know, German or- German cars. Okay. Yeah, you- French you? cars or whatever. That's what I kind of kind of focus. I brought in Alphas, I brought in, you know, all kinds of stuff, but all, my number rule was, it's gotta be left-hand drive, <laughs> right? I can't, I don't want Otherwise, right hand Otherwise it's hard drive. to sell. Now it's cool, but yeah. then you couldn't sell them. You couldn't even hardly give them away. It's still no. not cool. The only yeah. car I brought over- Right-hand drive? It's not cool. I think it is the coolest thing. So, I'm a JDM boy. Yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's like, I, I did bring over a right-hand drive car, but it wasn't JDM, it was a TVR. Oh, right? I love Remember that yellow, the yeah. my yellow Chimera? I remember that. I, oh, I love the Chimera. I had oh, Chimera yellow, God. I had one of those, right? Isn't that a bunch of Lotuses? That is secret. And, 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 and the right-hand drive. Yeah, I want yeah, so that bad. That makes perfect yeah. sense. 
Yeah. 100%. Oh. You know why? Why? Because half the components in that car are from Home Depot. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it fits my theme. It's awesome. Elvis has a top <laughs> list of like, the oh. ugliest cars in the whole world. No, the Tamara is awesome. <laughs> that was good. That, yeah, that, that thing good. Like, stick manual I steering. I love TV. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, my arms. Like, 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 with all those Wish jokes, the Chimera is like <laughs> a viper from Wish. Yeah. It, it looks the cool, though. Is the same. They it looks so cool. Yeah. And then I love like, like, their, like the rear of the TVR taillights that were like L-shaped but upside down. He Ooh, brought yeah. it to the shop because he needed a few little things fixed up. And I think there was like a sliding like gate latch held the top on. Like, <laughs> yeah. Regular piano hinges. Is that OEM? Like, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, the, factory. that's character. I, I, when I was looking for parts for that car and I go into the TVR, TVR uh, websites and look at the catalog. Well, that's a Renault part and that's a... BMW part and that's a Vauxhall part. Yeah. Like that's the, crazy. The parts it's just the parts from, being special. Oh yeah, the, well it sounded amazing. It had like a yeah. little Rover V8. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, so I love that, that car. In, I was like, oh man, I got out there. I was like, oh <laughs> no, I <laughs> this thing looks like a kit car. <laughs> it's a bright yellow car. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's one of my favorite British cars. I yeah. Like the Speed Twelve would be cool to have. Yeah. Speed Twelve. I don't think I knew that one. It's like the the big boy TVR. Mm. Yeah. I've always been a fan of the TVR Griffin. Yes. Yeah. I tried to buy one of those. Oh, I love the Griffin. Couldn't quite hit the mark on it, but the yeah. Griffin, yeah. Yeah. It, it looks so good. Beast of a car. I love that. Also V8, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah it's a monster. It's, it's the, same, monster. the same period as the Chimera, but yeah, it's yeah. A, it was a more road, ver like more track version. Of all the cars that you brought in from Japan, Charlie, um, I mean, it's a lot. You brought in a lot. Is there any cars that stand out in the in in your mind in your experience driving that are basically the one two and three like what are your what are your favorites well there, there's cars that i bought and sold that yeah. i wish i should wish i should have held on to like the uh remember i had the e28 alpina oh yeah. i remember that car, right yeah. that's a cool yeah. one that was a nice car it was an automatic but but yeah. still it was in really nice shape and and uh and i had that and I had some issues and i finally got it fixed and running right oh, mm -hmm. man this one runs great and then, but I ended up selling that. Yeah. And then um, that car was funny because being an Alpina, you have this in like this impression of what it what is. It's like. like the Alpina badging inside looked like it came from a trophy store. It's <laughs> 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 just like a brass plaque on it the was. badge. Yeah, and the number Alpina, the production number and stuff. Like yeah, that, I was right? like one of those "Don't yeah. meet your heroes" kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, but this was early Alpina. But it was too. cool. This was like the eight twenty eight. Yeah. Racing. Oh, that that's cool. Wheels. Oh, yeah. Had, like all those, cool. had all those striping in the Alpino wheels. And it, was, it looked cool. It was, it was awesome. really cool. It was pretty yeah. cool. That was, so that was, that was a good car. That was a good car. Any and other then, ones? No, the um, the M6, the black one. I remember. Black see, one. The black see one. to me, M6. what I remember from seeing of all your cars, that yeah. one stands out to yeah. me. I was like, oh, that was, that was a dreamy car. That, that car there I had uh, brought over and... And it had some issues, but then I was able to fix it, no problem. There was it wasn't running right, but I took it to a buddy of mine, and he did his magic on the thing. Ran like a clock. Mm -hmm. I yanked out all the uh, hydraulic system suspension on it and put in and put in the, the Bilstein's and the HR springs and, yeah. so cool. and corrected the stance. Black on black, flat. hard top. And, then, Ooh, and I found out later that the, oh, the one cool. I had was a factory shadow line model. So basically, all the chrome was blacked out. Oh, yeah. from the factory. From the factory. Wow. Because I had, a, I remember I, was, I had on Bring a Trailer, and the guy's, oh man, like, you, you blacked Rattle out all the can. chrome. <laughs> He's going, like, what'd you do with all the chrome and stuff like this, right? And, and I'm going, like, dude, this is factory shadow line option. 
Oh, I don't know what that is. I never see that in North America. Yeah, because it's, it's imported. <laughs> you had to be, you had to import it this way or yeah. order it from the factory. That is so yeah. cool. So that was that was that was one card I wish I never sold. That was yeah. a nice card. But that was a transition between the M6 to the Chimera. Well, that Chimera looks like fun. <laughs> yeah. The Roadster, you know, this and that. Oh, I love that Chimera. Yeah, Griffith TVR is a good. Uh, I mean, are they still around? Oh yeah. TVR? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't think they're still in business. They haven't made a car. I, I know they, they promised have. the manual. I don't know what was it, the new Griffith or something? They might have, yeah. And they never brought I it out or something like that. The name. It's kind of like a DeLorean type thing, but I don't yeah. think oh. their original TVR. Yeah, they're so sad. Very limited production. And plus, you know, you're, you're, I mean, they're basically just parts bins cars, right? They, mm. they have, they, they made their own body out of fiberglass and the chassis, but then after that, just a matter of pulling stuff off of bins and, and stick it in there. At Home yeah. Depot. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember seeing. Uh, did you not have like a like a Lancia Delta That's another was, one we should have oh kept. Oh my god! I had yeah. I had that Lancia Delta Integrale. <laughs> I think I had about three or four. I lose track. But anyways, <laughs> four of them. Yeah, I brought what? in. What I brought them in and I sell them or whatever. But I had one there. <laughs> Uh, I, I brought in a, a Lancia Delta Integrale Evo, oh. right? First generation Evo. It was white one. Okay, I'm dying in. over here. Yeah. And then a bunch of cool <laughs> and, 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 and a buddy of mine who Kappa, who's who's he bought it off did, you, didn't he? Yeah, he he made thing. a deal. So as soon as he saw, he, he's a big Delta, oh and he's gosh. got a race. He's got a race that he built a uh, Delta Integrale race car. Wow, like a race like it was a. He he took it to Picton on the hill climb. Yeah, the hill oh, climb yeah. car. And he took off the what? road. And he took off the road and. Oh no! Did much of stuff, but he fixed it. Oh, he didn't wreck. Oh, he yeah. didn't wreck it. Well, no, it wasn't like oh, okay. total, but he he cut off the road and then damaged underneath. But he he's a mechanic; he can fix it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he did. He as soon as he saw that car, he said, man, I want this car, and I'm going like, okay. Oh, so yeah, we worked gosh. out a deal for some work, and plus paying me some cash and this and that. So what was it worked the mini out okay. That you had? Oh, the mini, uh, the the ERA. The um, the little wide body the turbo little, mini it's basically from a factory wide yeah. body. Oh. Well, no, it's it, what it is. It's like um, race prepped. That is cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, I just sold it recently to a guy locally, but it was a mini ERA. It's called ERA. ERA stands for English Racing Automobile. Oh, right. Fancy. And this low company in in England that basically took this mini, was like Mr. Bean Mark II mini, mm -hmm. and it had the one point two seven five motor, but it only had a single car, but it had a turbo on it. Right, and, and uh, basically, and they put a body kit on it, like a full body kit around yep, it, yep. and they put in 13-inch wheel monoblocks on it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just look at this thing. It's like just like a mini on steroids. Oh, yeah. that's but cool. it was all done it done all in their shop. It wasn't like wow. somebody who did a kit. This was like, and they only produced about less than 600 of these wow. over about a two-year period. And most of them were shipped to Japan. Oh my gosh, they, they that's built cool. them like some. I guess some guy in Japan, a dealer, said, "Look, you know, I want the." bring these cars over and want them like this. And so I guess they shipped a bunch over there. That's so cool. So this I was picked like up wide that. body over fenders before they were cool. Yeah. yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want, I just want to keep, imp I was. I want to do it myself. I want to import some JDM cars. One of them being the Century, of course. Mm, I love the Toyota Century. <laughs> I, I had the opportunity, a friend of mine just imported one. And so I had the opportunity of having it for, a week and oh it was so nice you comfortable. need to describe what it looks like just in case people don't know so imagine you're a two-year-old and they tell you to draw a car 
the whole box, that's kind of what it looks yeah, like. Yeah. You cut the headlights, you're not <laughs> selling me very well. Or, or anybody else. No, it's not beautiful. <laughs> no. It looks the same going forward as it does backwards. Yeah. It's not beautiful, but it's amazing because of just the amount of, not just history behind it, but the amount of of how comfortable it is. It was like, it's. I could geek, I could go on and on, <laughs> but it has like nine layers of paint. And like the the front, it was only sold to like uh, CEOs. Yeah. Wow. No, it was only <laughs> sold to like yeah. the I, government and CEOs uh, like in Japan. It wasn't sold to the actual it, public. Did it not have like 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 pockets in the fenders to put your diplomat flags? Yes. Yeah. Yep, there are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like you needed to be one of those. It comes with shoehorns and like you can the uh, the front passenger seat. You can push down the back and then put your foot through it. And then recline the rear seats. Oh, <laughs> automatically, it is glorious. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. And then it has like blinds at the back that like open and close, like because it's a JDM, like it's like a Japanese Rolls Royce. That's what I call it. Yeah. Air suspension V12, the only V12 Toyota ever put in a car, even though it makes like 275 horsepower. But I don't even think yeah. it makes that. Much. <laughs> no, it actually is not bad. Like it, it has like, like sport mode too. Up. It has yeah. like sport mode. Has like snow. Yeah. It's it's not bad. So. I want one so bad. <laughs> what year did they build those on? Um, they've built it for, I think, the second gen. They built it from like n late 90s to like early 2005, right. 6. Right. And then the new one. So they've only had, I think, three or four generations, but they pretty much almost all look the same. Yeah. <laughs> Even the yeah. new ones. Yeah. So, yeah, oh. Probably li very limited production numbers on those. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you gotta one. pay extra because it weighs so much when they put it on. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they can boat. It's a big boat. by volume. Like, yeah. how much volume? Yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> how much room does it take in the boat? Does that they charge you by volume? Yeah, when I want one. That'll okay. be a roll on, roll off for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the flags. Yeah. It's so <laughs> smooth. God, I love that car. Yeah. And it has no. massaging seats. I almost forgot about that part. Massaging, heated. That's ahead of TV time, in the sure. back seat. Yeah. Oh, it's a pretty cool car. But I mean, I mean, Charlie, most of the cars that you ever brought in were more like special edition sort of German yeah. stuff. Like very, oh, very British. Yeah. I mean, they're like nice AMGs, Alpinas, M3s, very know, cool. M6s, anything that I thought. And then I brought over a bunch of um, 124 convertibles because we didn't have, we only had them here for a few years and then they stopped importing. So I brought a bunch of those. I mean, I brought over stuff that interests me that I wanted to drive, yeah. you know, and um it's like I said, the the E30 wagons. Like I really like those. I, I had an E30 way back when, you know, in a convertible back in the '80s when they first came out. I remember buying one of those new, and uh, I had a lot of E30 stuff. And uh, but yeah, like just stuff that I, I stuff you can. My idea is that if I had something nobody else has, then at least I got an attentive market. Mm. If I ever want to sell it, I'm gonna have. I don't need. You no, know, forty guys looking for Civics. I just need the one guy looking for this car. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so what happens. All the a Japanese lot. stuff has gone so crazy, but even the German stuff is, and mm. most of that stuff doesn't even make it to Canada anymore. It goes back to Germany. Yeah. Like, wow. They're all about the original OG AMGs, the M Tech cars. Yeah. Porsches yeah. are all going back to Germany, so they're like crazy expensive now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. About, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, about uh, I don't know how many years ago it was? Probably about six or seven or eight years ago after after a while you start to notice the price of stuff is going up and because most of it's being bought up by uh, like i said the germans the russians mm -hmm. right before the war but they were buying a lot of stuff too and lost of went to to uh, the saudis 
Oh, they like that old oh. stuff. And the guys, I mean, basically, it's money. So mm-hmm. money was not an object. So you know, once I started having, it was pretty hard to compete with those with guys. That, yeah. yeah, because you know, uh, I, 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 I have to put whatever. in the risk yeah. factor. They don't care. <laughs> yeah, bring it. We'll fix it. We don't care. We just want that car. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you couldn't compete with that. Plus, mm-hmm. our dollar start tanking pretty good. Mm. When I was buying this stuff, our dollar was doing really well. Yeah. So I mean, like basically, almost at par with U.S. Yeah, so now it's oof. now it's like downhill. Well, yes and no. Um, the Japanese the, recently, the Japanese yen is also. I mean, the American dollar has always been pretty strong. So all the other currencies kind of, but our our dollar, although it has come down, has been pretty stable compared to other world currencies. So yep. with Japan right now, I mean, at one point, the you used to be able to convert the thing says it was five hundred thousand yen. In Japan, that's basically about five thousand bucks Canadian. For a while, it was like five thousand yen, five hundred thousand yen was about forty-two hundred bucks Canadian. Oh so, wow! So, so it was like even. Uh, it's, but now it's up to about you know, if you do a uh, direct kind of quick calculation, five hundred thousand yen right now is about forty-eight. You know, forty-eight mm. hundred. Oh, so so okay. it's gone up. But you know, although our dollar and the yen has been kind of sucking yeah, against yeah. the U.S. dollar. Mm-hmm the yen has sucked even more, yeah. right? Because ours is kind of like, although we're getting beat up, everybody's getting beat up by the dollar, yeah. US dollar. But, you know, we at least we're kind of holding our own a bit, although it still costs a lot of money for us to convert it over. But, uh, yeah, I mean, but once those guys got in their computer, like especially for ours, remember we looked at that uh, 456? Oh. Yeah, they were right? super cheap. Like we were looking at a 456, and I said, well, I think, Tim, it's a 456, like six-speed and all this stuff. They were like, like it was like grand. It's like it was like twenty grand, twenty thousand bucks, like fifteen right? grand US, like twenty k. Yeah, fifteen twenty k. Is that a V twelve? Yeah, front engine V twelve. Oh right? my gosh! Right? And we we're going like yeah, you know. Then we started. Wow. Then we, I think that's when you say, "Well, my buddy says it was all the servicing costs on them." And I said, "Okay, maybe we should back off." Right? <laughs> you know? Now they're like 50, 60, 70 yeah. grand. Oh. Yeah. yeah, but you have well, to sit on this stuff for like true. years. Yeah. Like even my two point five when I bought it, I paid. I think eight grand for it, and everybody thought I was crazy. What? Landed a five hundred dollar car. Landed. That is. And now in the interim, it's done better than my mutual fund. (laughs) (laughs) You see, so cars are an investment. Yeah. So that's how you can sell it. Yeah. (laughs) Explain to your significant other this car is an investment. So that's uh, tips. Yeah. Yeah. Tips and tricks. Only the right cars. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think Uh, if 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 we would have had a piece of property, had a big warehouse or big big garage where you just store all the cars but he could have kept the cars in trouble yeah. but, but instead i had to kind of move cars around to different parkades and this and that and it was like it storage got to be a bit of an issue yeah. you half the you money he's the made off outside. of them is because he forgot he had them oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. sure yeah. i forgot it was in this garage no no no, no. this is 12 year investment like, oh, you forgot you had it you gotta be careful too because you know you're paying all that storage cost like you know you add that all up and then by the time you sell the car oh i'm just breaking even oh <laughs> you know, yeah you know, so you gotta be careful of that too Awesome. With that said, I think that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for watching this uh, episode. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Uh, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. If you like this video slash podcast, give it a thumbs up. Rate it on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give us five stars so we can move up and more people can hear all the things we have to see about cars and JDM things and modified cars. So we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.